0: The views expressed on this podcast, along with all episodes of the Grateful Thread podcast, are solely host opinions. Our content should not be taken as indisputable and is for entertainment purposes only. Welcome to the Grateful Thread podcast, where we're creating a community for cool quilting newbies and experienced quilters to unite. Pull up a seat because you can always sit with us. We're your
1: hosts. I'm Lacey Messerly of Messy Quilts. And I'm Ashlyn of Urban Dwells Studio. What up? Good good afternoon, Ashlyn. Good afternoon, Lacey. (laughs) Um, I have a review for you, and this is my favorite username ever, and I wonder if you did this for me. It's from at (laughs) Twisted Chicks Quilts. Um, they say, I love this show. I just came across your podcast in the last month or so. I started at the beginning and I am listening at my full-time job as well as my sewing room. Thank you for what you are doing. Mm-hmm. I love those. Thank you. And I like, I feel like our stories
0: have picked up where people are sharing what they're, what they're up to while they listen. Mm-hmm. We, we did drop the ball on You Can Knit With Us the other day other day we just we recognize
1: it we own it we're sorry okay on my in my defense i had it typed out you can knit with us but then i was like that kind of seems kind of silly and it wasn't until hours later that ashland reminded me how silly it was that it was actually a good idea so (laughs) you can still knit with us too (laughs) um other ways you can connect with us is through instagram lives tag us on instagram at the grateful thread podcast and we'll share you in our stories yep Um, Really quick before we jump into more details on the
0: episode today, we have a merch update. We added new items. If you didn't listen to the last episode, we announced that we have a gift section for under $15 and everything there is $15 or less. Lots of stickers, cool new labels are under that tab. Um, Lots of... Lots of good gift items for quilters in your life and for yourself, to be honest.
1: <laughs> it's a good merch tab, I won't lie. And make sure to get it in before the holiday rush. You don't want to miss it on shout on shipping if it takes a little bit of time as it gets closer to Christmas. So get those orders in.
0: Yep, And with those orders, you guys are getting a free It'll Quilt Out sticker until the end of the year. Of 2023. Yeah. So future listeners, sorry. Maybe we'll do something, but <laughs> next year. this is for 2023 <laughs> listeners. <laughs> All right. And for today's episode, we're excited to host and introduce you to our next podcast guest. We hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. All right, Threadheads, we have a friend that we've now been able to spend time with a couple of times, and she's just the coolest. From letting us crash her party at QuiltCon to inviting us to use her airbnb bathroom at quilt market she's just a true gem (laughs) if you haven't had the chance to apparently abuse her hospitality like we have you probably know her from her incredible business the long arm League. friends please welcome our friend jess
2: yeah, yes. Oh my gosh, what an intro. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to talk to you today and I almost forgot about the bathroom thing. <laughs> okay. that, that was lovely.
1: That was, we just did like a really quick pit stop, right? And we just like, oh my gosh, it's your bathroom and then we left. So thank you for that. Um, okay, first of all, will you start us off by telling our listeners about yourself, where you're from, your personal life, all that stuff.
2: Sure. Um, I live in central Iowa. I am um mom of three boys uh wife to Josh who does the business with me um the our oldest kid is 18 and then we have a 17 year old and a 14 year old um and I just love quilting all the time and kind of made a business and a lifestyle a quilting lifestyle um out of out of this hobby so yeah that's that's me in a nutshell
0: can you tell us about how you got started in quilting? I assume it wasn't with long arming. Where did that begin and how did that look like or what did that look like for your family? Yeah.
2: Okay, so um I feel like this is kind of an unusual path into quilting. Um my sister took a my younger sister took a quilting class in high school. So I, we, I was around quilts a lot because my grandmother, she didn't make them, but she collected them. I had a great grandmother who made quilts. So I had an awareness and like I was around quilts, but I didn't have a mother or a grandmother who um, made quilts. I, my mom sewed clothes for us growing up. But when my, mo- when my younger sister took this class in like as a home ec class um, in high school, she learned how to make a log cabin um, quilt based on the book, the Eleanor Burns, like quilt in the day log cabin, very basic. And so she's a few years younger than me. And when we got married, she made a quilt for us. And I was like, well, this is pretty awesome. And when I had our oldest kid, I quit my job uh, in a corporate environment. And I Decided, like I want to explore. Like if Emily can do it, I can figure it out too. So I had her come over, and we went to like a Joanne situation, or um oh gosh, what was that
0: Hancock um, Fabric? Hancock,
2: yes, it was, it was Hancock. <laughs> Midwestern girly here. <laughs> yes. Oh, thank you for that. I, it's closed now, but I was like, what was that place? And so she helped me kind of get the basic supplies that I needed. But even, even so, I was kind of frustrated by how much things cost. I mean, to like, it's not like knitting where you can just buy one pair of knitting needles and a skein of yarn. You just like, there's the cutting mat and the rotary ruler and there's a sewing machine. And I think I might have borrowed one first. Sorry, I can't remember. I, I know that Josh gave me um, a $200 gift card to Target for my 24th birthday And I got a like a brother sewing machine from that. Um, Yeah, it must have been Target because I think that's where the the gift card was. But I just remember it being sort of, well, prohibitively expensive at that stage in my life when we had one income and a new baby. And but I was I was so determined to, like, figure out how to do it. So I, I got started with my sister's help and then I became obsessed and. In the days where, like, okay, so Jude was born in two thousand and five, so blogs were just starting to become a thing. But I was like in the libraries. <laughs> I was looking at old magazines. I was looking through old books. Like people would find a quilting book, you know, that some relative had, and I was like, yes, please. Like I, w- I just was eating up everything around me quilting, and. So that's how it started, and I quickly learned that I loved the the actual quilting part, like not just the piecing and the patchwork. I I love the quilting part, and so um, it was probably only six months or so after I had uh, started piecing, I took a legit quilting class from someone in person. Uh, how to quilt on a domestic sewing machine and that was life-changing for me because I I found out like what feathers were for the first time like already saw like somebody that <laughs> I met in real life <laughs> could do a feather and I was like oh okay oh my gosh how do I do this I I became obsessed with like trying to figure out how to get those good quilting results and I loved the texture part of it so much that I was soon like just trying to not necessarily like slap a quilt together, but like what's the minimal amount of piecing I can do to get to the quilting part. And I think that's kind of rare. I feel like, well, there's not a whole lot of people that like fall in love with that part of it. They find that part frustrating. Mm -hmm. And, (laughs) uh, (laughs) and it, it was just something that I started like when I see a quilt, if I go to a show, if I'm like walking through quilt market or quilt con, like I'm always looking at the quilt scene before I'm looking at the the patchwork, um, so I've just I felt like I've always been geared toward that, and so yeah, I I had a um, a mentor quilt shop owner uh, in my small town that we she has since closed her business, but I felt like that was such a a treat and a luxury for a town of three thousand people to have um, a quilt shop in it and a very good one and a very, very supportive, uh, quilt shop owner. And she knew how much I was into quilting. And so she, um, asked me to, if she could train me and pay me to run her long arm and it was in her, the business or the basement of her home slash business. And so that's when I first learned how to, um, long arm quilt just with a non-stitch regulated. I think it was a Gamel classic, no automation. And I was just like, okay, yes, please more of this, but how can I get it to where I do this all the time? And I don't have to go to someone else's basement and like find childcare and like figure out that part of it. Like I just need to do this all the time out of the comfort of my own home. And so eventually that happened, but it was not in the first place house we lived in because it was like too small to fit any kind of um frame and eventually yeah I got I bought a used um long arm with no automation and I just like I fell in love even more and I just I quilted as much as I could and started quilting for other people and that's kind of how the business (laughs) um, began and that was the earliest iterations of threaded quilting studio which started in 20
1: or uh, yeah 2012. Wow. That's really cool. No, that's where my, my next thing. So tell us more specifically about your business. What, who is it geared towards and how long? So since 2012, so just hit 10 years.
2: Yeah. Well, and it's very, very different today than it was then. Cause last that when I started, it was just free motion, um, quilting for other people. Um, and I was, you know, doing providing services to my, my local qu- community one quilt at a time and um and that was fine but I, I burn out <laughs> mm-hmm. pretty early I, I think I made it like two or three years because I just was not charging enough and I still had a I mean that's like the story of our lives right um I had this very artistic like I really wanted to get good at the techniques of long-term quilting and so I might have seeing those quilts that first came in as like, oh, this is a challenge. Oh, look at this negative space. Like, I wonder what I could do here. It wasn't like, I didn't take the approach of like, how, how efficiently can I quilt this for someone get it out my door and get another quilt on the frame. It was, it was much more of an artistic approach because I was still trying to challenge myself and learn techniques. Um, But that also went hand in hand with uh, kind of early burnout and like after the first couple of years in business, looking at how much money I made and how much time that took and how how many hours I was away from my family, just kind of being in the basement and thinking like, is this worth it? Like it's it's it was hard to want to continue doing that. And I wasn't, I don't know, in the mindset yet of like just charging more money. <laughs> Um, and it seems kind of simple now, but at that point in time, I decided to um try my hand at writing patterns. so I have like a handful of patterns that I have written, and I still have on my threaded quilting site just because it makes like barely <laughs> um enough money to like pay for the hosting each year. <laughs> it's just not very much so. Once I like none of the pattern writing stuff was really catching on. And it was a real bummer to me to know how much marketing was involved in like getting your patterns out there to like uh for everybody to see what you were doing. So I I just felt like it was a time to move on from the pattern writing and kind of go back to what I felt like I was particularly geared toward and interested in. And that's been the quilting cool all along. So I um at that point in time, I decided I was very hesitant and leery to like start accepting client quilts again because of the bad taste in my mouth of my own making. I just want to make sure everybody knows like I totally put myself in that position. Uh, but I didn't really want to go back to it because I was afraid of the same burnout and feelings of bitterness and like, just giving away my services. I didn't want any of that. And so I decided to, um, buy a automated system for my long arm that like retrofitted onto my old used machine. So my machine is actually a 2001 model. And I bought a new component called the IntelliQuilter that like retrofits onto older machines. They have like the kit and everything. So it just fits on old machines. So it was a huge cost savings versus like buying a whole new machine plus the automation. So I did that with the, uh, plan to provide like digital computerized quilting services. So I could make money getting the quilts on the frame and off the frame on the same day, instead of like these unknown timelines, what, which, um, was kind of what the handwork and the custom quilting was all about, like. I would get like, sometimes it'd be weeks at a time before I knew when I was going to be done with a quilt or finished a quilt. Um, so, you know, it, it improved my efficiency and profitability like crazy. And then, um, at that time I was sharing just a lot of the work I was doing on Instagram and I started getting more and more mailing clients which was something that when I first got the long arm, I never thought was a possibility because I thought like, come on guys, nobody's going to actually pay an extra $20 for the shipping back and forth or whatever it is. And then soon I realized like, okay, people are cool with this and it gives me a lot of flexibility in my workflow for being able to just collect the mail, have like put those quilts in my queue do them one at a time, send them back out. I felt like I had a lot of control over my schedule and I really loved working that way. And, and it's, it's through Instagram that, you know, like we all do, <laughs> we build like communities of other people who are into the same or similar things as we are. And I was answering a lot of questions about long-arm quilting. And I thought like, okay, how do I like formalize this into a way to kind of teach a one-to-many kind of relationship? thing. Um, And so that is when I started Long Arm League. And that is like the current iteration of my business. And it is for professional longarm quilters. We started by just like catering to people who are already doing it as their regular jobs and just to like share efficiency hacks and share pricing information and just kind of give support and a community like a private community where we could talk about things going on. And Then it evolved to having quilters who just got their machines and didn't really know what to do next. And so we developed a course called Rookie Season meant to cater to those people who had just purchased machines. And some of our people now, they'll join and then they're still shopping for a machine. So they're using like community feedback and advice to like, they haven't even purchased their machines yet. So they can get started on the business kind of steps now. And then when the timing is right, or when they're more clear on what they want, then they can buy a machine. So we're, we're able to like now provide resources at the very beginning steps. And that has been the biggest part of our business now is just like nurturing those baby quilters (laughs) and giving them, um, community and mentorship and like support for a whole year when they start with us. So it's like teaching them the lessons that go with this getting started steps. But it's also like, as you're implementing those things that you're learning from us, we're also going to be there in case something weird happens or you have questions along the way, like we're with you for the whole first year. And so that, that's the, um, that's what we do in the long arm league. Um, the course is geared more toward, people who are just beginning or who may might have started but they're not really confident in the systems that they've set up and they kind of want to go back to basics and get things like the books um in good order and like learn about getting their website and an intake form and like these workflow type things solutions but then um after the first like 10 weeks of that those getting started steps, we just put them into the regular general long arm league membership, which includes people who have been doing this for like 20 years plus. And that is we give, um, new digital designs every month. We provide some kind of business resource or lesson. We have like a directory. We have that private community. We have coaching calls available or people can apply to get coached by me one-on-one um, and so that those are the resources that are more for like, that's the phase two. Once you're up, setting, set up and running, then, um, those are the kind of resources that we give for, in the membership.
0: Super cool. And so your kids are kind of growing up They're They're like on the final <laughs> quarter of,
1: of their nest,
0: <laughs> nest time. Um, what does that parenting aspect look, looked like in the evolution of your business is. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, I wasn't really prepared or I wasn't planning to share this, but I will, because I do think it is, um, no, it's, it's good. It's good. Part of the, it was essential for me to have a flexible job. Our older two boys are on the autism spectrum. And so when they were young, it was like appointments, (laughs) therapy, calls from the school, constant interruptions through no fault of their own. Right. But it was like, Josh worked a very um, demanding job with long hours. And it was like, how, how could I work at another job and like have to be called away at a moment's notice? I think that would have just bothered me as a, as an employee. And I know like employers are usually all about work-life balance and stuff, but I, I just needed something different. And but the flexibility was like paramount to me and to my family situation. And so that was like, that was the driving force behind like why I decided to go back to, um, long arm quilting for other people with, with the automation. And so now as they're reaching adulthood, like the oldest is 18 and the, um, middle child is 17 and, I don't know that they'll be completely out of the nest. And now like that I'm at this stage and that they're at the stages that they are, like, I don't want them to leave. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, oh my gosh, like I would be thrilled if they decided to stick around longer. And our oldest is going to a community college not so uh, far away and he is commuting there and back. And I'm hoping like something similar will happen with the middle kids so that I don't have to face a future without (laughs) without them in it every single day. But it is, it has been, uh, nice that they, um, they need less from me. I mean, I think that's just a a normal evolution of like a parent child relationship. And because our business is so like home-based there, there are a lot of things that can come come up, but we just deal with them and we move on. And it's so great to have, uh, the flexibility to still like do the appointments and, you know, they still, even though, um, the older two are driving, um, they, we still like do the appointments with them and and that kind of a thing. So yeah, it's definitely changed. And it's kind of like, I am proud now that, um, it felt like a big, uh, work around at the beginning, or like, it felt a little discouraging that, um, I couldn't, well, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm glad that it worked out the way it did, because if I didn't have that real need in my life, like, I just wonder if I would be on a different path right now and working for someone else. And I just love, uh, the business that we've grown. And I love like where my life is now. And I love having them close to me and, and I'll, I'll, it's all good now, but at the beginning it was like, how are we going to make this family operate and function? And how am I going to help financially when I'm so like limited in my availability? So in the end of the day, I'm so happy. It worked out the way it did, but it was, it was tricky there for a while.
1: Yeah. So that being said, you run your business with your husband, which is incredible. (laughs) What did that look like at first? And what, what are your role divisions like?
2: Okay. Um, do you want the real answer?
0: Uh, absolutely.
2: <laughs> Actually, that's yes. why we're doing
0: this. <laughs> don't you dare lie to us. Yeah.
2: Oh, okay. 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 Um, so yeah, it was like through the COVID situation where it was just, it helped accelerate. We thought like in retirement someday that we would like tour the country together and I would go to guilds and stuff. And that now sounds just awful to me. <laughs> I don't think I would like to do that at all. I love <laughs> being able to teach from the comfort of my home. And like, anyway, that was the, that was our imagination as far as like, we really liked to be with each other. And we thought, you know, that could be a way to bring in money and like to see, see the site, see the country, whatever. Um, but like going through COVID that really shook things up. And so his job, he was forced to like take part-time hours or, you know, they, it was only like for three weeks that they shut his schedule or they, they pulled him back a lot, um, from the hours that he was supposed to be there. And so we just like walked around town and we walked on the high school track and we walked in on the trail and we would just kind of like, imagine a life that we could like take walks together during the day. (laughs) And like what that would look like for us both being at home at the same time. And, it started to get us to dream about like, okay, this might actually become a reality. I have like a meager audience, but I think I could grow this. If we had, if we had, um, you know, more marketing behind, you know, if I just like did a better job of getting the word out and like, you know, the membership and the, and we were far away from the course at that point in time. But, um, yeah, I, we decided to just kind of go for it and, we didn't know what that was going to look like exactly. And they almost three years later, we are still like struggling to figure out the roles. So it's, it's a little wild because I feel like he really wanted, like, just tell me the things that I can do every day and like manage that. And I was like, okay, that's great. But I don't really know what exactly to give you. here. <laughs> and so there are things that he does every single day and there are things that he checks in on but like we also had a real wrench thrown into um our lives over the summer he um needed disc replacement surgery and his like upper he had two discs removed and or replaced and so he was out for the whole summer and is just like truthfully now getting to be back in the swing of things. And that has been difficult too. that transition of like, it was, um, I hate to say, and I, it was like almost easier not to have to divide (laughs) that labor out totally unsustainable. Right. If like, I just say, okay, he's out for the count. I have to do everything between Cheryl and I, because Cheryl's our employee who works remotely from the uh, Twin Cities area. And now that he's coming back on, it's been tricky again. So we've had to have a lot of conversations about like, okay, let's start having meetings as a whole team now, instead of just Cheryl and I trying to make do without him. And that is like a process again, to try to ramp up to have like all hands on deck. And I mean, that's just the reality of being in the business and being like a couple and, navigating family life, but he is also like, so amazing at, uh, supporting us around the house to, um, you know, doing the rides if he needs to cooking the meals, doing all the laundry, like that part, I would absolutely not be able to do what I do without his support. And so that has been crucial to be, to free me up, to do the things that I need to do in the business. Um, but I can't think of a single time where I could sit back and say like, Oh, this is so easy to do together. And this is so like, Oh, it's great how our roles just complement each other beautifully. And we never have to, you know, talk about it or argue about it or or anything like that. But, um, I ultimately like, I'm so glad that he is uh, <clears throat> working with me and like, and back to full capacity now. And I love, love, love that, uh, our boys get to see him so much more because at his other job, it was just long hours. And then he was totally spent by the time he came home. And like, that has been a true um, delight to, to have him home and available. And I just, I love that we made that leap because it was scary at the time, but I I feel like it's um, paid off. And I, I just, I also think about the, Fuzzy warm fuzzies about like growing this together and like and working towards something together, which I, you know, I just think it's a special kind of element or part of the, our relationship. So, no regrets. That's just so cute. <laughs> it is,
1: it
0: is pretty cute. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, kind of talking about role division, but what is your favorite thing about what you do? What would oh. you take complete ownership over and like never hand off ever? <laughs>
2: Oh, well, I love, okay, so like being at Quilt Market and stuff and seeing um, members and like spending time getting to know other members is like my favorite part. So I love doing our, um, we do Zoom calls with new students and um, I'll do coaching calls, you know, every once in a while. And, but like in-person events, I would love to figure out a way to, either formalize more meetups at like those industry events um, because I just love being with other people and getting to know them and their lives and their businesses. Like I'm kind of nosy, but I, (laughs) but I also know how much when you're a entrepreneur or solopreneur, there is so much of the personal that gets like brought up and so many, things, um, about personality and like time management. And like, it's such a whole person venture to like be in business for yourself. I feel like it, um, it's just a weird dynamic and tricky kind of thing to, uh, to realize that it encompasses like the whole person. It's not just business skills. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's the, it's managing your mental load and, and making sure you're good mentally and taking care of your mental health and all that stuff
1: for sure um I think that's when I first met you I was at QuiltCon at your meetup the long arm league meetup and mm-hmm. Ashlyn said I don't think we have to be long armors. we're going anyway <laughs> So, <laughs> and you me. better
0: come this year too yeah we're, was like, <laughs> we'll be there Barbie's a really nice person and she <laughs> wouldn't let us crash this person's yeah. party if she like truly didn't think that we would be excited! yeah
1: <laughs> so that was really oh great i
2: i panicked at the last well i i heard rum- like some a few people asked if they could come and i'm like oh my gosh yes i have not done a good enough job of saying like everybody everybody <laughs> right. is invited like i will do a better job this oh. year but i loved that social hour like that is the uh-huh. that would be like the best part of my job like that's my Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's our Super Bowl. Too. It's our Super Bowl. and <laughs> Roman Empire. It really is. <laughs> it, it is. It's that too. It's my Roman Empire and Super Bowl.
0: <laughs> what you thinking about, baby? Me? I'm just thinking about the Roman Empire, ancient world
1: Oh my gosh. So with that, are there any stories from the community that really inspired or stuck with you?
2: Okay. <clears throat> I was thinking about this and, uh, it's kind of a humble break. Go for
1: it. <laughs> that's, for it. That's, that's what we're, what we're here for. <laughs> <in this part. laughs>
2: okay. 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 Well, there was a time, especially like when we started where I was thinking of, attracting in people who just, not that their businesses were fledgling or, but they, they just feel, felt like they needed some support. And at one point in time, like Caitlin of Not and Thread joined. And I was like, what are you doing joining my <laughs> membership? Because I feel like I would have been the one to go to her for questions and I probably did. And just like exchanging information besides her being a wonderful person and everything like that. But she told me, um, recently how life changing the membership was for her because, and it's not because of me, but it's because the space that I created that she found some business besties to like invest in, in this group, the pod squad team, um, (laughs) they have helped nurture each other's businesses, friendships. I mean, all this, uh, all the, these connections that have been made because of the long arm, like, I think is something that I'm most proud of and like is most meaningful in a community sense to me because um, that has happened with several other groups where I'm not in those meetings when they're meeting every other week or every month or whatever, but it's just the beauty of collaboration with each other that um, I've been blown away by what those groups have been able to do in their individual businesses and like with with the pod squad they like went on to form the panto shop which is a you know a retail um website that uh, incorporates lots of designers digital pantos and so that's something that that really struck me as like you never know what is going to be the like the fruits of what you do i guess And that is one story that I remember just like seeing her name come through on my computer. I'm like, what's going on here? And then (laughs) to know that she actually got something from like the space or the group um, and the people that like came along, that has been like maybe my, like a really fond story and like an unbelievable thing in my mind that um, they're creating their own value. Right. But I just like made the container for that to happen, I guess
0: that's like a really good way of thinking about it it's just making the container or hosting the container <laughs>
1: yes
0: yes so i know that i have personally shopped like for your or three year pantograph library can you talk about your designs for those and when what part of the timeline did that begin and do you enjoy that aspect or yeah. is it kind of just part of it <laughs>
2: oh my gosh it's so much fun to be asked questions that I love to answer <laughs> so thank you, for, thank you for thank you for teeing that up because I okay when I we started the league it was like August of 2019 and sometime during that month I was like oh I have this design that I just created in my own like software that I've only been using on my own customer builds well, like maybe they would like this you know maybe I could just send them the files and then they could use these as part of like their membership dues. It includes a uh, digital design. Well, then I thought like, okay, well like this, let's just make this a monthly feature that way it kind of like keeps me designing and make, makes me accountable to like keep creating because I do really like that element, that part of the, of the work, um, the design part. And then I bought a, um, art and stitch program which is um like the digitizing software and was able to play a lot more and get um I think I had that before maybe that was like the February before so it was all I think that was 2019 um and so I love to like that's a different part of the business that some of it feels like work for sure but like I could sit down with a podcast or an audio book And just like play around creating new designs. And I could do that like all weekend and be happy. And it wouldn't feel much like work. But then, you know, part of it is work too, where you have to like make sure all the files are (laughs) formatted correctly and you have to bundle them. And I always like to stitch everything out before I list it for sale and like writing the blog post and taking the pictures and updating Shopify and all that does feel like work. But I, I love that part of it. And I'm glad I don't. I'm not prolific in that I'm not going to drop 20 new designs <laughs> at any point in time, but like having one, and sometimes we do bonus designs, um, one to two designs every month is just enough to like have that creative and artistic, um, not break, but it just kind of feeds my soul to be able to um, keep doing that. And and so it, right now it's like a part of the membership, but then if you're not a member, you can always like go to arm league shop, or LauraMule.com and um, click on the shop tab and you'll see. I just have my designs on on in the shop, and uh, I, it's just like part of the business that feels different and varied. And I like having that uh, variety in my
0: day to day tasks. So, oh, you asked I have me to one more question. Describe. No. Oh, yeah, sorry. I mean you can go to that as well, but I kind of just wanted to like piggyback on that. Ooh, I just sounded like so corporate. You did piggybacking you on did that piggybacking. last <laughs> answer.
2: Let's synergistically like <laughs> answer this question.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I just
0: wanted to like drive home for our listeners who aren't already long arm quilters you had just said that but I don't think everybody realizes that they can pick out their own pantograph and they can like screenshot it and send it or send the web address to their long arm quilter Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and they can purchase that pattern either for their quilter or pay for it through their quilter and have that Mm -hmm be more a part of that process. So yep. like yeah. you listeners can go and check these designs out and shop them and apply them to your own quilts as well. So it's yeah, a real time
1: <laughs> experience. Yeah, I'm surprised at how many people just will, because my library is pretty tiny and, you know, they'll say what they like and what they don't. And just, and I tell them, well, you can go find a pantograph if you like it, I'll get it. And they are fascinated by that idea. So yes, yes. go shop pantographs um okay Jess what inspires you
2: well I just and this kind of goes back to like the design not the design process necessarily but I I'm not a huge fan of like novelty things like I'm probably not going to put um oh I was gonna say butterflies but I kind of accidentally did (laughs) (laughs) put like butterflies on on a on a pantograph but what I want to do and what I like to do as a quilter and what I bring into the like the design process I want you to see a quilt and I want you to see the texture but I don't necessarily need you to see all of the like the shapes that the um or like the articulated stack of books or I don't know just like I like the overall pattern and texture rather than like an accurate rendering of a baseball or a baseball bat or you know what I'm trying to say like yeah um, like
0: less literal interpretation
2: yes yes Uh, overall like I'm the pattern like if I look at a pattern and again like a lot of quilters do this when they're even just like in patchwork and stuff you see a tile floor or you see wallpaper or you see something that inspires you of, of the, the pattern itself. And then I think like, okay, how can I make that into a continuous line design where that it's going to be fairly easy for somebody to stitch that out or plug that into their automated system and be able to like accomplish a cool texture um, by using the design. So um, yeah, I'm inspired inspired by like the effect of pattern and texture and that's what I am trying to go for in my design process.
0: Yeah, I would say your designs are really unique and evident of that because I okay. that's what I gravitate towards as a piecer, quilter. And that's what I look for in the pan like pantograph design is to like mm-hmm. add texture and not necessarily additional design on top of my design. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what is one way that you hope to leave a mark on this industry?
2: Oh, okay. I, um, I really want to be a support to other people, women primarily, but we love the men that join and, you know, everyone who joins. So I want to help someone accomplish their dream of like, of doing a business from their home and have some success in like a very creative outlet where you get to work with like awesome quilters, you know, like I, I want to, I want to inspire and enable people to like chase after their dreams and to actually give them some steps and some encouragement to make that a reality. You're very good at it.
1: (laughs) You're very welcoming. You're
2: very, you're, I love I love people. I love people. And I really care. And I really like, I just want to be a cheerleader for the people that feel like they can't do it, you know, for whatever reason. And we all bring baggage to the table of like the reasons why we shouldn't, or we can't, or we can't charge. And uh, I just want to tell everyone, like you are worth your dream. And it's, it's, a worthwhile pursuit to, to do something that you love. And yeah, I, I hope that comes through.
1: Sure does. Um, what piece are you most proud of?
2: Um, will you say more words about that? Because sure <laughs> I I feel time. like she kind of already oh answered God. that. <laughs> yeah. And Oh, what piece of the business or the, or the, yeah. um,
0: I guess of your life, your life in general, are you most proud of?
2: Okay. Well, I, I do think that just sustaining, um, our family with what, with the business that we've created is very rewarding. And I didn't think that I wouldn't, I don't know. I just, I didn't see the path for how I could get there or in the very beginning, didn't even have that hope, but, um, it sort of evolved and that I could start seeing that it was capable of like more. And it was kind of like, Oh, do I dream about, you know, taking the next step or reaching that next level, whatever that might mean. But I am so like happy and content right now. And I'm very proud that, um, we can support our family with this. And it's, uh, something that I could do from home. Cause I don't like leaving home very much. <laughs> I mean, going to quilting events, sure. But otherwise, like I love the days where I don't have to leave the house and I love, um, still being able to connect, like we're doing, um, connecting through like the community, still having that connection, but like to be able to do it from home and like help my, um, family pay its bills is also, is just, is really, really rewarding.
0: It's really cool what you guys have created. And I think just everybody is really inspired and touched by you. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's kind of it. Uh, Thank you so much for sitting with us and for being our friend. I hope that our listeners have learned some new things about the quilting industry in general, and maybe just some better tools to help them when using long arm services. Is there anything else that you wanted to share with our listeners before signing off?
2: Yes, you're invited to social hour. Yeah. What day <laughs> um, is it? Friday night? <laughs> <laughs> it's Friday night at QuiltCon in Rally. Um, it will be after the show closes. So I think that's six o'clock um, local time. And usually it's like around the registration desks and the MPG provides a cash bar. So if you want to buy a drink for yourself, you may... Um, or five. It's just four or five. <laughs> I was you really know, nervous. Who are we to judge? <laughs> yeah. Who are we to judge? I love being able to like just see people in real life that I've interacted with online. I love introducing my friends to other friends and like having those connections um, happen. And like it just, it would delight me if, if your listeners would come and even, you know, like it's not even necessarily about net networking from a business perspective. I just love the connections that are made informed. And um, it's just a really, we, they told us the next day, like that was the most hopping <laughs> social hour that has ever been. And it was loud and they might like, I just, I loved that it was um, such a success. And I would love for um, anyone who's listening to come and join
0: us. Um, at the next cook one, you can sit with us and the long arm <laughs> league. <laughs> <You know>? Absolutely,
1: <laughs> awesome. Thanks, Jess. Thank you.
2: Oh, thanks for inviting me. Oh, I had so much gosh. fun. <laughs>
1: oh man i did get teary-eyed i won't lie i got a little misty in my eyeballs um my favorite part that jess said was that she really wanted to be a support to others and help others she really is growing this community yeah that was really beautiful i think my misty eye part was when like
0: she was just talking about the vision and like the way that her and her husband are able to connect through the business now and not even through the business just in life and the Opportunities that having a more flexible schedule have offered them it was really cool, really important for them. Mm-hmm. I'm happy. Yep,
1: thanks, Jess. We love you. Yep.
0: Um, really quick, we're going to remind you about the merch before we sign off. That mm-hmm. deal is going on until the end of the year. You can get that free, it'll quilt out sticker with every order. We just send it automatically, mm-hmm. so no need to add it to your cart or select any buttons or promo codes or whatever
1: and it'll come in a different envelope from your shirts yep um and we do have an update on our new instagram live schedule yeah we are no longer on a schedule (laughs) is the schedule (laughs) yeah i think it's just been a lot to manage the like
0: tech aspect of it and the timing of it so we're gonna keep these episodes come into mm-hmm. coming out and we'll be doing lives more sporadically. So mm-hmm. when you see this pop up live, we'll probably give you a heads up, too. So, yep,
1: it's not going to be a, a total surprise. But yeah, not as regular, but we are still here.
0: Yep. And we love you guys so much. Mm-hmm. And where can you find us? You can find us at the Grateful Thread podcast on Instagram or myself at Urban Dwell Studio, or you. MessyQuilts.com, at yeah. MessyQuilts. At MessyQuilts. <laughs> and our guest, Jess, at the Long Arm, long arm League. Mm-hmm. the grateful thread podcast is created hosted and produced by ashlyn downs and lacey messerly our sound engineer is nicholas downs don't forget that we love reading those reviews on apple Podcasts, and that those ratings help other quilters find our community so consider extending an invitation to someone out in the quiltiverse when you hit those five stars and share your favorite episodes in your review and if you didn't like it take it up with my cat dude Hey Threadheads, welcome to the Grateful Thread podcast, sorry. I'll just like walk down the hall with my class and be like, we're going to the meetup now guys. <laughs> yeah. You just have to stay there until after nine, okay? Cribs tour, uh... <laughs> Quilty Cribs. <Yeah. laughs> <laughs>
2: When we end do you wanna end and just like end the meeting or is there gonna be no. after yeah banter? After
1: party. Okay. There's after party. Oh! <laughs>